Hey Gems, welcome back to the show. Let's not waste any time and jump straight into the topic. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. My name is Brianna Simons, and... I'm one of Jacent's favorite people. We met through <laughs> we met through Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. And every time we get together, we giggle and laugh for no reason. So I'm going to do my best to be a mature adult throughout this conversation. We will try to do that. <laughs> Dang it, we already messed but, up. Uh, <laughs> I live in Los Angeles, and I went to undergrad at University of Nevada, Las Vegas, with Jacint, where I completed my degree in marketing. I also received my master's in marketing from University of Denver, which is in Colorado. I um, grew up across a lot of different Air Force bases with my mom. She was in the military, and so I've lived equally in um, Japan. Oklahoma, California, and Colorado. So I hate when people ask me where I'm from or like, who are you questions? Cause I get really busy in my head. It's a loaded question. <laughs> well, where are you from? And then if they're from somewhere I'm from too, I'm like, oh, I do. And then it gets really confusing. Just four different times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, I am currently in marketing. I work at an agency in Redondo Beach that specializes in government transportation industries. And uh, tomorrow is my last day with the company. I've accepted a new position as a marketing strategist at another company here in Los Angeles, specifically in Culver City, that I'm super excited about. Um, It's a big move for me in terms of my career and the type of products that I'll be working on. I think one, Congratulations on the career move, on getting the new position. Um, you, I watch, obviously I stalk you, but I've watched kind of your progression from when you were here in Las Vegas and as you kind of moved to different places and expanded on your your education and your career development. And that's kind of what we're going to focus on talking about today is, is what takeaways that you can share with people trying to figure out what they want to do, how to do it in the most efficient and productive way, and really be prepared so that they can find themselves landing positions that they're passionate about. You know, you saying that you're passionate about your work is a rare occasion for me to hear personally, because the majority of my clients um, do not love the work that they do. And it's for some of them so much so that it affects their, their well-being. And so for the people that are in positions that are doing work that they're passionate about and that they like, and that they, you know, look forward to going to work and doing the things that are within their job description. Like, I feel like 
that's gold, you know, like we need more people in the world being able to do that, but how do we get to that place? So I love that you're going to share that with us. And I don't know where you want to begin um, on what you think is like the starting point for somebody, but you're the expert in that area. So I'm going to let you kind of take us on that journey. I'll start with if you absolutely hate your job and it brings you pain every day, you hate commuting there, you hate commuting back. I totally get it. I would start with a serenity prayer. So just to summarize, you can change your situation. You are not confined to your current circumstances. Not Where you are is not who you are. So one of the ways I started diversifying my work was by uh, consulting. So I wanted to learn more and do more. And I didn't feel that my current job could offer me those opportunities. So I started a resume service online because I love proofing, I love editing, I love writing, and it expanded into a cover letter writing and application writing for universities and other people's jobs. And through that, I learned everyone else's passion. And that's actually what inspired me to research what my own passions were. I knew I loved marketing, but when you get to a market like Los Angeles, I realized there's so many different career paths within marketing. And I realized once I started comparing my own to other people's, I noticed that mine was not very linear. And it took me a little bit to uh, accept that as a strength rather than a weakness because the diverse background and opportunities I've had in my career have all positioned me to be the leader I am today. And actually everything all made sense with this current job I'm accepting in two weeks or a week. So. there's light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> I love that, you know, being able to to know that you can change your situation. Now, will it happen overnight? Maybe not. But you can create a plan to get to that place. And, and you're saying as you look back, you can see how every job that you had, all the things that you went through kind of built to prepare you for where you're at now. And I think that we get stuck at the edge of the forest, kind of looking in like, okay, well, let's just start this way because it seems like (laughs) the easiest place to go when there's another entry level or entry position that's maybe dark and scary on the other side. And we're like, well, I'm not going to take that one, but that might be the more direct route, you know? And so Mm -hmm. I think that when we can kind of have an aerial view of our life and seek to, um, allow ourselves to be flexible in our situation and still intentional and strategic about what we do, but knowing that it's going to add up to something if you allow it to at the end of the day. Yeah. You, you said two words that really stood out to me, which is goal setting and intention. So I know new year's Eve is when everyone gets crazy about goal setting. And I had a goal of getting a new career with certain, you know, defined characteristics of what that meant. And at the beginning of the year, it seemed like a very loaded goal. Um, So something I did different this year was I broke down that goal. So instead of just saying, I want something new so bad, so bad, I decided to, um, my quarter one goal. So by the end of March, my goal was to secure an interview. So instead of focusing on imagining what a new career, new company was, I started focusing on how I could secure an interview, which means I had to go back to basics with my own resume, with my own networking connections, with my own uh, first calls, uh, just kind of informal coffees, things like that, and breaking down a big goal 
was really, really helpful this year because I made my entire goal within Q1. <laughs> That's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> so yeah. you hadn't, so let me understand, you hadn't applied for jobs until the new year had begun or had you been applying last year? I don't think I had applied to anything yet. Um, I knew I wanted a new job, but every time I learned about a new company or a new role or career path, I would take this deep dive and start researching and trying to understand more. And that helped me narrow down my search. To, to what you actually wanted to, to do. Yeah. So from January 1 to the end of Q1, you were able to do that whole process, keep yourself open, but have a big goal, break it down and secure the position by the end of the first quarter, which is amazing. Thanks. I wait. <laughs> there's a there's a pre there's like a prep. There's a lot of prep steps that I do want to um talk about and acknowledge because at the beginning of the year I grabbed a notebook and I went through my calendar and I jotted down every coffee lunch meeting I had I had with different um mostly what all women to be honest um in different careers that I was very interested in. I also wrote down every event I had attended um, and any networking and mixers I went to. And that list was a really effective way for me to assess how intentional I was in the previous year. And then I compared it to just the first quarter of this year and they were, um, they were both long lists. And it was a great way for me to compare how much effort I was really investing into this new goal. Um, because if you think about your 24 hour day and you subtract your sleep time, your work time, your commute time, your getting ready time, you only have like two to three hours a day to really accomplish whatever your goals are. So whether those are relationships or fitness or business and career development, you, uh, you kind of get a pretty good picture of how much time you need to dedicate to yourself. I love it because, you know, your goals aren't going to work unless you do. And so it wasn't, Hi, hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, it wasn't that was my email signature for like maybe 10 years. Okay. Okay. See, look, we're here, but, um, you know, everything that you have been able to accomplish up until this point technically has been the result of all the preparation that you've been doing for years, not just in this quarter. It's just where it culminated and things kind of got to a place that you're intentional, strategic and focused, right? Like, I think that there's something to say about focusing. I think people get inundated with trying to do too much or spread themselves too thin and don't use that one to two hours a day that you can to focus on acquiring a new skill or accomplishing like one big goal. And then what you learn from that helps you to, to spread that ability to other areas, if that makes sense. So the thing that we're talking about now can help you be successful in your relationships if you focus on your relationships for one to two hours a day, you're going to be good at them, you know? Um, and these are life skills, not just career development skills. So, you know, yeah. not to discredit everything that you've put in before this, this year to get you to this place. But I love that, you know, you started off figuring out what is it that I can do to grow in this area that may not be structured. You got creative and then you started, you know, doing the resume business and then that grew in a way that you maybe didn't expect, you know, and I think people get, um, 
stuck. That's why I love trying to help people to cultivate their creativity because when you're being creative, you open yourself up to different possibilities and different options. And so in whatever way that looks like for a person, um, that could be, that's the same thing with career development. You have to get creative. You may not have thought that, you know, going to networking events plus coffees with people in completely different sectors or fields would be helpful, but I'm sure those conversations were just as valuable as the people that you thought were going to be like the best coffee chats that you had. Very valuable. I have created an amazing network of females, not only in marketing, but just across industries here in LA that have continued to support me and have relationships. Uh, So I'm, I'm super thankful. And that does not happen overnight. <laughs> it takes like four to six weeks to set up a meeting with anybody. So <laughs> a lot of patience for sure. So what would you say is like another step or the next step after kind of doing, it sounded like you had to do an evaluation, right? You had to get um, intentional about what your goal was, come up with a plan, break it down, and then what? Um, here's a good one. Everyone talks about loving yourself right? And if you've been through it, it's not a cliche. And if you haven't been through it, it's a cliche. (laughs) But I would say you just need to know yourself. If you want change, you have to change. So a lot of the analysis is, was, was of myself. When you're creating your resume, you have to get very familiar with what you've accomplished and the number of years of your career. And we're getting older. So for me, I'm like, oh yeah, that one marketing job and that one brand I worked with 10 years ago when I was an undergrad in an internship. I want to remember all those stories and the impact and how I contributed. So um, I've been in my current job for two years. I haven't really had to go through this process and having to study yourself is so important and being able to tell that story on one sheet of paper is such a challenge, Um, which is why I think I enjoyed helping people with their job applications so much is having really deep conversations and getting across um, what their success stories were on paper because the resume only gets like less than 10 seconds of attention. And if you can't, you know, show yourself off in that amount of time, you won't even get a phone call. Yeah. I remember I was working at a nonprofit for a little while and anyone that works in nonprofit knows that it's, you know, usually small teams, you're really lean and you have to take on a lot of different responsibilities and hats that you probably didn't know that you even signed up for. Um, And so during that position, I did have to do some hiring. So um, inadvertently, I was looking at applications, printing them out and kind of sorting through them. And it's, it is, it's kind of like an audition, you know, it's like, very quick you have it's it's very fast because people don't not that you don't have time but you want people to follow directions and do what you ask and do it in a format that makes sense because time is limited um and the people that do it right you can see it and those are the people that are going to advance and the people that maybe didn't have someone look over their stuff or talk to anybody you know unfortunately they could be a rock star but if they're not telling that story like you said which i think is such a beautiful way to put it is you're telling a story when you're applying for a position with your cover letter with your resume um then unfortunately Websites. yeah then unfortunately you get overlooked And so if you feel like you continue to get overlooked, you might need to overlook your own stuff. (laughs) Okay, honestly, I'm sorry. Yeah, Yeah, girl, yeah. (laughs) 
Okay. No, so, but people are, HR is just looking for ways to eliminate people to make their jobs easier because it's so, um, everything's so digital now, right? We're not, we're submitting resumes online and God, I think HR has a tough job. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people looking for work too, you know, so there's, a, there could be a lot of great candidates. And so how do you decide this person or this person? And what is it about you that this company needs to know and understand about your value and how you're going to add value there um, so that they want to see you in person. So they want to have a conversation with you and having to know yourself is that's the process because when you know yourself, you know how to sell yourself um, the right way to a specific company because you have to go through your cover letter every single time that you apply for a different position. You can't just keep on copy and pasting the same thing. Yeah. It has to be customized. Absolutely. Um, What's really cool about, my new position is that I was, um, when I was researching the company, I saw someone that you and I went to UNLV with works there. So I grabbed coffee with her and, um, wanted to pick her brain about the company culture and what the staff were like, because that's really important to me. Her great things fell in love with it right away. And it was funny because we, uh, when we met, we both were like, I don't think we've ever hung out before. Like we just knew each other because we were both so involved with different organizations on campus. But what I'm so thankful for is that my reputation from college 10 years ago was enough for her to meet with me and pass my resume on. And honestly, people can bust their ass working on the presentation documents that are supposed to tell people who you are. But if you don't have someone to vouch for you, it really, really lowers your chances. Yeah, I think that there, what's his new book new? Um, Ken Coleman, I think, talks a lot about career stuff. And he says, or no, his book is called The Proximity Principle. And so the whole premise is that you know someone that might know someone that can help you out. So it may not be someone that you know directly, but it might be an acquaintance. It might be a cousin of a friend's friend or something like that. And so being able to... um, have a reputation, have what I call like an energy signature precede you to the point that someone is willing to vouch for you without, without knowing much, you know what I mean? And that, that's, that comes down to, to me, that comes down to your personal mission and vision statement, because that's how you present in the world on a daily basis. If someone sees you at the grocery store all the time, the person that you see at the grocery store might be the person that can get you a job. You just never know. And so you have to be really not a shitty person, I guess. I don't know. Like, <laughs> just, you know, just be. Moral of the stories: stop being a shitty person. <laughs> don't be shitty. Um, That's real. And though. that could really go a long way because I, when I think about it, all of the positions that I've gotten was because I knew somebody. And it's not because it's not downplaying that I'm amazing. Like I'm amazing. I know that. But I've I just needed a couple to- people to remind me and validate it. <laughs> Didn't someone put a stamp on it? No, okay. Um, But it's because I knew somebody or I reached out to someone and told them what I was trying to do or shared what I was interested in and they were able to support me in that somehow. And I, I honestly cannot think of a time where I didn't get a job because I knew somebody. Yeah. 
That's pretty so awesome. That networking piece is really important. And I think that, oh dear, that's a whole different conversation, but like, you know, how to network. And, yeah, <laughs> like networking, how to, how to be around humans, how to socialize, you know, with social media and things like that, I think has made it a little bit more sticky and people are, I don't know, but that in and of itself is a skill that has to be honed in on. You said you sat down and you wrote down all the things that you were going to, all the people that you were chatting with. And sometimes you go to a meeting and it doesn't go anywhere. You may not necessarily talk to that person. On the but that's not a failure. To me, it's like, now I know where I'm never going to, I know I'm never going to go to one of those events again. Exactly. And you won't waste your time there. That's an opportunity cost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really important to take all those things into consideration it sounds like from what you're saying you know you also have to invest in yourself because you're investing your time to sit down with a notebook and write everything out that you want to accomplish that you want to do to know yourself to reach out to certain people to see if you're going to be a good fit for a company and if a company is going to be a good fit for you quite frankly Mm -hmm. because those things really matter so you know how much is someone willing to invest in themselves? I think people are much more willing to invest in a whole bunch of things other than themselves. And that's me just being blatantly, unapologetically honest. I think people invest. I'll tell on myself. I was, I was uh, making some stupid choices. We all do it (laughs) at some point. You know what I mean? Like we're all making choices that maybe are not, I don't know that either unintentional or not completely aligned with what we're trying to do, but there has to be a continual process of reevaluation. You can't just do it at the beginning of the year and just be like, okay, like when you decided you wanted to get a new position, you didn't just say that on January 1st. And then all of a sudden, like March came around and you had a job. You thought about it every day on some level. Absolutely. You had to think like, what can I do in this day to help me get to making progress? And maybe progress is the only thing that you kind of strive for at, at the time, you know? Yeah. What else have you found helpful for the people that you've worked with or for yourself in kind of um, moving toward a career that's fulfilling? Um, Definitely sharing resources has been really helpful for me and knowing um, going back to different job boards or going to certain events following certain thought leaders on LinkedIn. That's an amazing platform. We talked about knowing someone who knows somebody. A lot of that, um, you know, third degree relationships, I wouldn't have known I had if it weren't for a digital platform like LinkedIn. Because I've, I've moved so much. Like, mm-hmm. that's really the one way I can keep track of people and stay in touch because I'm not about to be calling people to get updates on their careers and the 1,800 people that they know, their company, you know what I mean? So um, LinkedIn has been a great resource for me. I actually just got on LinkedIn either at the end of last year. I can't stand you. (laughs) Are you serious? Listen, I told you I got all my jobs from knowing someone, so I was like, what do I need a LinkedIn for? (laughs) But that's how (laughs) but that's how you get to see like you know that you might know more people and you know what um I'm pulling up your LinkedIn right now (laughs) oh no um the live critic (laughs) the more places that you have someone uh linked to you I think that it could be a gift or a curse so there it was um someone who I had kind of followed joined a mastermind um 
added them on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And I, to me personally, I feel like because I am pretty consistent in my messaging and in my energy signature online, um, that in and of itself is like leaving an impression for a person that sees me on LinkedIn posting these certain things, sees me on Instagram posting these certain things, on Facebook posting these certain things to the point I personally believe that that's why, one of the reasons why um, I'm speaking in, at a conference, well, we'll see, in October. <laughs> in October, and I feel like that has something to do with it, that they've seen me be a consistent person in these different areas and they trust, right? Like everything is about no like trust. So they have to know about you. They have to like you and then they have to trust you. And like so marketing models. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I think that that's really important. To, like, what are you presenting yourself as in person and, you know, on social media or on the internet? Because all of those things, we know jobs are looking at people's social medias these days. Like don't, don't let yourself live under a rock thinking that, you can post certain things on the internet and your job ain't gonna find out. Like, <laughs> and they may not say it up front. I don't know if that's what they're supposed to do, but. There's a lot of laws about what you can and can't say, but. But time and time again, like I've heard it when I've talked to different um, people in management and things like that. They're like, oh, well this person, you know, this is what they posted on social media and we create impressions about people because of it. Live your whole best life. I'm not saying don't but you might yeah. want to have like a private, <laughs> I don't know, like you can get fired for it. You cannot get hired for it. Exactly. Unrelated page. I don't know, but you know, it's really, I thought you had to have a Instagram. Just that. What? That's what the kids do. It's a, it's a what? A fin Instagram? Yeah. It's a fake Instagram. I am I like getting that. old. <laughs> I'm getting old guys. My younger sister, she's 10 years younger, and she's in college in Miami, living her best life. <laughs> and she, at one point, let me follow her Instagram, and I just couldn't handle it. I hate it. <laughs> you were like, unfollow. <laughs> you know yourself. Real. This can't be real. <laughs> this, is, this is knowing yourself, right? Knowing what you can and can't handle. And no my limitations. Oh, wow. That's wild. I love it. So are you still doing the resume, the resume service and the consulting, or no? Um, I am still doing some consulting products on the side, so I'll help small businesses, entrepreneurs, um, just different business owners with maybe their websites, doing some content writing for them or email marketing, but um, I haven't been uh, doing that as much because my time has been limited. Going back to what I decided to dedicate my time to, I, I started rejecting some stuff. Yeah, sometimes you have to make those decisions where you yeah. decide what comes as a priority, you know, um, mm -hmm. which can be challenging for people at times. I, I did an episode on, you know, how to invest in yourself. And I'm like, stop watching TV, you know, <laughs> like start. It's just plain and simple. Stop listening to music in the car. Listen to a book, listen to a podcast, like little things that you can do that help you to advance in a specific area. And we if if, like you said, we all have the same 24 hours in a day. So we can't say that someone else can do more than us. I mean, there's obviously barriers and things we have to take into consideration, but there's also a story times a million of people that are in the same situation as you that are doing X, Y, and Z. So it's like, yeah, we got to take that stuff into consideration, but there's also someone else that's making it happen regardless. So yeah, if 
you have time to see how other people are killing it with their intention and their goal setting. Mm-hmm. That should be a red flag that, oh, I probably shouldn't be watching them do it. I should just be doing my own thing. Yeah, unless you're okay with watching them. But if you're like, oh man, I wish, then that means you then you need to be doing. But if you're like, okay, if because sometimes <laughs> people are content. Great, be content, live your best life. But if you're not, then do something about it. You have the opportunity, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Any other like last advice or helpful tips for for anyone listening? Um, I did pull up some of the resume tips that I would share with my clients. So I could read through those if that's helpful. Yes, please. Um, so this is like the top things I always notice. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> First is the alignment on the formatting of resumes. I don't even know what that is, but okay. If it's off, you're going to get shut down. I'm not going to look at it. And if I'm not going to look at it, human resources is not going to look at it. So if you have like your years are all discombobulated, you're making it hard for people to scan it. Boom. Number two, (laughs) EG versus IE. I don't even know what... (laughs) A lot of people use EG and IE incorrectly, and just someone who's like to write, EG means for example, whereas IE means in other words. Wow. I have been schooled today. Uh, I got that from Google, but next one. (laughs) Uh, To submit your resumes through the company's website, not third parties like LinkedIn or what are the other Indeed, popular? Or yeah, because they uh they distort it and it makes it hard to read. Um, ten seconds to scan. Think of your audience. They don't know you, so you might have to explain things a little bit differently. Always use terms from the job description that you're looking at. So that goes back to customizing. Um, use adjectives from the job mission to describe your work ethic and your culture. Always start your bullet points about your job descriptions with a verb. Um, always quantify and qualify what you did. Avoid, um, I said avoid disruptions to scanning, so being very wordy is not helpful. Having excessive abbreviations that they might not know because they're not in your industry is not helpful. Using a lot of parentheses is not helpful. Um, and then the last thing I wrote is kind of funny is know yourself. So study yourself before your interview, before that first call, and you're going to kill it. I love that. That's all very significant gems to share with everybody who might be looking to level up in their career and shift gears or just, you know, um, be open to the, the possibility of new, exciting opportunities. I appreciate you sharing. You're never going to use this just that because you ain't never had to submit a resume because you get all your jobs through your friends. <laughs> I've had to submit a resume after I got the job. <laughs> as a formality <laughs> I but you're saying that and I'm like oh no like definitely the whole alignment piece bruh, <laughs> not not good um <laughs> and, and that's kind of the so irony weird. of these resumes is that we invest so much time in them but if somebody likes you I mean your resume is a formality that's it so 
that's kind of the irony. And that's knowing yourself, knowing how you can speak to people or how, you know, that, I don't know. And I don't know how, because I think about like, how do you teach someone that? Or how do you, how do you help them to hone in on that? Don't be shitty and people will vouch for you. (laughs) Don't be shitty and people will vouch for you. I'm going to put that in the show notes as your quote. (laughs) Thank you. Again, thank you for sharing your gems. And if you have um, any place that you would like for people to come and find you, then you can tell us, unless you would not. LinkedIn. Hey, there's a party over there. You know, I kind of like LinkedIn. It comes up with your little messages and you can say, oh, congrats on your promotion. It's like pre-done. And I'm like, this is so easy. Like, <laughs> I'll let them know. <laughs> So I'll make sure to put that in the show notes as well. And I will talk to you next time, Gems. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, you have a few options. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it, and you'll be notified as new episodes are uploaded. You can also leave a review or send me your feedback. Doing so helps me to create content that's relevant to what you want to hear about. And last, you can share the podcast with a friend. Whether it's directly or sharing it on your social media, it helps them to know that you think that this is information that they need to hear about. Thank you.